Hello, friends. My name is Jonathan Bryant. I am the host of the Edge of the Airy podcast. I have the privilege of serving as the Chief Administrator of Lincoln Charter. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight some of our amazing staff and stakeholders that are with us at Lincoln Charter and to share the college experiences of our guests in the course of our conversation. We all know that college preparation is the goal of Lincoln Charter. It's important to know that I'm a former middle school social studies teacher, so I'm always interested in getting to know others better, sharing compelling stories, learning from the past, and finding out more about the individuals that make Lincoln Charter a great school and an amazing community. So where does Edge of the Airy come from? You likely know that an eagle's nest is an airy, which obviously has significant meaning for our eagle nation. I intend for this podcast to give you a perspective from the Lincoln Charter community. Therefore, each episode will come to you from the edge of the Erie. As you likely know, Lincoln Charter is one of the oldest and largest public charter schools in North Carolina. We were founded in 1998, and we have a K-12 campus in Lincolnton and in Denver. So let's get to this episode's guest. Today, I am super excited to speak with Mr. Kenny Lowe, who teaches social studies at our Lincolnton campus in the middle school. And Mr. Lowe is a proud Lincoln Charter alumnus, a member of the 2015 graduating class. Mr. Lowe, welcome to the Edge of the Airy. Thank you for having me, Dr. Bryant. You are welcome. So, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, anything that you think uh, folks would like to know about you. Okay. Um, I'm originally from the Denver area. Like you said, I went to Lincoln Charter School, graduated in 2015. I went to Campbell University, um, where I majored in history, homeland security, and Spanish. Uh, yeah, I had three majors. It was quite crazy at times, but it was worth it. Uh, thanks to the help Lincoln Charter gave me to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. I'm a big film buff. I love movies, specifically older movies. Like I love classic films. Um, I like going to historic sites because I'm a history teacher. Um, museums, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Oh, I love, I call it Cold War era music. Music from the 60s, 70s, a little bit of the 50s. That's pretty much what I listen to all the time. The Beatles are my favorite band. And I love UNC... Tar Heel basketball. Very good. Cold War era music. Yeah. Is it is it true that some of your students have argued with you that the Beatles <laughs> the Beatles are not the greatest band ever? Is that is that accurate? Yes. And they normally say that bands I've never heard of are the greatest bands ever. So mm -hmm. I just have to disagree. Agree to disagree. That's right. What's your favorite uh, movie as a film buff? Like, uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but that's kind of the point of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I'd have to say I love The Godfather. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of my father and I's favorite movies. And the original Star Wars, that, those are probably my top two because um, I'm also a huge, huge Star Wars fan. Awesome. Yeah. Tell us about your relationship to Lincoln Charter. You mentioned that you're an alumnus. Um and sort of how long you've been affiliated with the school and a little bit more about what you what you do for us. 
Yeah. So I began attending Lincoln Charter way back in, I think, 2007. So I think that was your first year here. Correct. Um, graduated in 2015 and I got hired back as a seventh grade social studies teacher in the fall of 2020. This is my second year teaching and I was a student for seven years, eight years. Uh, so I've, I've been at Lincoln Charter for a long time, both as a student and as now a teacher. And I love it. Beautiful. And you had the great privilege of teaching during a pandemic, which yes. if, uh, if you can do that, you can do pretty much anything. So. I did. I did. That was my first year. I didn't meet my students in person until October of my first year teaching, which was a bit odd, but we got through our Zoom classes and mm -hmm. many, many emails sent and it was it was a good first year. My team was awesome helping me learn how to be a teacher, let alone a teacher during a pandemic. Right. Um, but it was it was a good first year all in all. And this year's been even better. Well, from what I understand, you have even in very challenging circumstances, you've been able to establish great relationships with your students, even if it was over Zoom and <laughs> was. Uh, in non-optimal situations. So um so that's that's great and speaks a lot for you and and your love for what you do and your abilities. So well, thank you. I appreciate it. Sure. Tell us a little bit about the one or two things that you appreciate about Lincoln Charter. Oh, man. Um, first thing on the list would probably be the family atmosphere we have at this school. I run into because it's weird because my coworkers now, some of them were my teachers or principals or people that knew me as a student. And they just pick up right where we left off. They still remember my name. They still remember everything about me. And it's it's awesome. I felt so welcome the first day I came back because I was like, oh, man, never been a teacher before. This is this is kind of overwhelming, but they've been so welcoming. They're always asking for anything that they can do to help. And that's probably the first thing that I love about this school. Second thing is I can tell you from experience that Lincoln Charter really prepares students for college. Um, you know, the, the idea of our school, the mission statement, you know, we're all about preparedness for college and beyond. And I can tell you from experience, Lincoln Charter does an amazing job with that. Great. Well, I appreciate, appreciate all that. And I know many of your former teachers and our staff were excited to see you, to see you boomerang back to Lincoln yes. Charter. So. It's, I will be honest. It's a bit it was a bit strange at first because my administrator was my high school Spanish teacher for two years. Mm -hmm. um, so we'd be like in a staff meeting and I was like, oh, this this was my teacher. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a bit weird to get used to. But like I said, we, we made it work. And Mr. Beeler is awesome. Great. So tell us that, uh, one of the things that this podcast endeavors to focus on is college and the college experience, and you are not so far removed from college. <laughs> and so you mentioned a little bit about that experience, but if you could give us a little bit more about Campbell, your experience there, I'm, I'm interested in the Homeland Security major because that is not a, not one that you hear every day or one that I hear every day anyway. Yes. So uh, tell us a little bit more about that experience if you don't mind. Yeah. So that's what I originally went to Campbell for was a Homeland Security degree. Campbell is actually the only school in North Carolina that offers a four year undergraduate degree in Homeland Security. Um, and I picked, I believe my concentration at the beginning was 
uh, terrorism. They have a terrorism track and an intelligence or intel track. Mm-hmm. And I picked terrorism. Um, so I took classes about that. It was awesome. It was amazing. Our professors are former military, former law enforcement. One of our professors worked for the NSA, I think. Um, so they're, you know, really experts in the field of national security, homeland security. Uh, we had a lot of guest speakers come in. We had like the former head of the NSA come in one year and it was, it was really cool. Um, so that's kind of how the Homeland Security degree works. When I went to Campbell, it was fairly new. It had only been around for, I think, three or four years when I got there. Um, so they've, I was talking with one of my professors not too, too long ago, back in October when I visited and they've, sounds like they've added a lot to it. They've added an opportunity, I think, or they're going to where you can take classes and do a, some sort of certification along with them. Uh, so it's, it's really growing. It's awesome. It's great. Do you, in that, your original job out of, outside of college was not at Lincoln Charter? No. And so you're, that, that Homeland Security and some of your background at Campbell got you ready for your initial job. Yes. Um, that was maybe a, uh, a, a direction towards teaching. It was. I was, uh, I worked for a pretty short time with the North Carolina Department of Public Safety as a probation officer in Wake County. And it was definitely a step toward teaching. Um, I got to, you know, probation officers serve as in a mentor type capacity for a lot of, uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. that are going through the criminal justice system. Um, so I enjoyed that aspect of it, but honestly, I just kept getting called back to history. History's always been my passion ever since I can remember. And getting able, being able to talk about history all day is, I mean, that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's, it is awesome. I do it every day and I love it. It's great. Well, we can definitely, uh, I can definitely always see your passion whenever we do talk about history. So glad you're, glad you're here where you belong. And you were a social studies teacher too, when you started out, weren't you? Uh, yes, I was. And um, I, I always saw, uh, I always saw social studies as telling stories because that's really what <clears throat> that's really what history is in, in a lot of cases and who doesn't who doesn't love stories that's one of my favorite parts of telling you know teaching what i teach um is the telling stories i like telling stories anyway and when i can tell stories about something i'm passionate about like history it's even better yep. so i i totally get what you're saying there it's awesome what so now that you're through college what is one thing that you wish that you knew prior to starting? Oh my goodness. Um, I wish I knew how fast it would go. I know everybody says that, but it seems like yesterday I was a freshman, my first week of school, not knowing where anything else, anything was. Mm-hmm. And now I've been out of college for you know several years at this point. Um, so I wish I would have known that it would go by so quick. I wish I would have, you know, kind of going along with that. I wish I would have gotten involved in things I got involved with sooner so okay. that I could have had more time in those groups. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are probably my top two. So speaking of that, because I think that's good advice for our listeners and maybe um, some of our students that might be applying to college. Um, what are what were some of the extracurricular groups that you did not did get involved with at, 
that college and what what sort of benefits did you see from those those organizations or groups? Yeah, so I was in um, I was in the Homeland Security Club at Campbell. I was actually a co-president. We had two presidents, myself and my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the History Club. I was involved with intramural sports. Um, and probably the most significant one was I'm a brother of the Phi Delta Theta fraternity at Campbell. Uh, and that one really opened up a lot of opportunities. Um, a lot of opportunities of, you know, being part of a team, being part of an organization that's international. We have, you know, chapters in the U S and Canada, Mm -hmm. um, career readiness, like, you know, cause we have brothers, all over the world that do any number of careers. And so a lot of them would offer advice saying, if you want to become a, you know, a business person, here are some things you could do. Or if you want to become this job, here's some things you can do. Um, so that was awesome. And just being part of a group that was really tight knit because at college, you know, there's thousands of people and it's kind of hard sometimes to find a really core group. Mm-hmm. But with my fraternity, we were pretty small. We only had less than 50 brothers at the time. Um, so it was kind of nice to find a good tight knit, close group of friends that I could hang out with day in and day out. That's great. So it sounds like you would recommend Campbell. I, yes, I am. I like to think <laughs> that, I safe, am, uh... that I am one of Campbell's biggest fans. I love Campbell. I love everything about it. Uh, our mascot is the fighting camels, go camels. Um, Campbell's awesome. I mean, it, it was probably the best decision I've ever made at this point to go to Campbell. Awesome. A ringing endorsement and you're not even getting paid to say that. I know, right? <laughs> that I know of. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Campbell can sponsor me if they want to, but they haven't yet. <laughs> what, um, so speaking of Campbell, what do you feel like contributed to your success at Campbell that was related to choices that you made prior to college? Oh, that's an easy one. Um, So when I was in high school, I had the opportunity to take uh, online college classes through Gaston College. And I believe it was Cleveland Community College at that point. Also, just a few classes like an English, a math, a science, things like that. And I took them my junior year and my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. And they counted for college credit. And then I was also in AP classes like AP U.S. History, AP Government. I took the AP Spanish test. And when I got to Campbell, they were making my schedule. And most freshmen, you know, they come in with zero credit hours or very few. Mm -hmm. I came in with like 40. So by Campbell's standards, I was technically a like late sophomore, like second semester sophomore or first semester junior. Mm -hmm. So I got to sign up for classes before the other freshmen did. Uh, and I didn't have to take hardly any gen ed classes at Campbell. I think I had to take one math class, um, a religion class and a music class. Then the rest of the time I got to focus on Homeland Security classes, which a lot of students don't start till their junior year. Uh, but that allowed me to pick up two more majors. I picked up a history major and a Spanish major and didn't have to take, you know, 23 credit hours a semester. I could take like 16. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And I graduated with three degrees in four years. So without Lincoln Charter and those online college classes, that definitely would not have happened. Good advice for everybody right there. And yes, um, to, uh, can you tell us a little bit about a 
mentor or somebody that uh, was a formative individual for you in your life? Yes. Um, I mean, I have, you know, I have a lot my parents, my grandparents, but one that I think really helped me get where I am today would be my uh, high school history teacher, Miss Rachel Drake. Uh, shout out to Miss Drake. She was the type of teacher where years after you take her class, you still want to go back and visit her. Uh, and you could just tell like she was, she is so passionate about history and civics and everything that she teaches. And when I started teaching, that's who I wanted to emulate. That's the type of teacher that I strive to be every day. Oh, and here's a story about Miss Drake and Campbell. Um, when I was a junior in AP US history, an admissions counselor from Campbell came and talked to our class. And I was like, Bowie's Creek, where even is that? And <laughs> he gave his little speech and none of our class was asking any questions. And Miss Drake got mad. <laughs> and she looked at me and she said, hey, Kenny wants to go into federal law enforcement. What does Campbell have for him? And this is junior year. And he mentioned the Homeland Security program. I was like, huh, that sounds cool. I toured over the summer and I was like, this is this is where I want to be. So really, we could say that I ended up at Campbell because Miss Drake asked a question. <laughs> like if she wouldn't have done that, I don't know that I would have been at Campbell. So, uh, she made you ask a question. She yeah, did. She did. That's good. I mean... Um, so thank you, Ms. Drake, for doing that. Shout out to Ms. Drake. There, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. What is a book or article that you've read recently that you might recommend to our listeners? I would probably say Profiles in Courage by John F. Kennedy. I love that book. I just reread it again not too long ago. Um, but just the senators he writes about, they made decisions that they knew would probably make them unpopular, but they stuck to what they believed in. And he did that when he was a senator and when he was congressman and president. And I just think that that's really admirable thing to do is even if you know that people aren't going to like it, if you know you're doing the right thing, then you should do it. What? Um, tell us, tell us something that people might not know about you. Something people might not know about me is that so I enjoy watching older TV shows like the Andy Griffith show is one. But what people might not know, a lot of people know that. What people might not know is that one of those shows I enjoy watching is The Golden Girls. I really enjoy watching The Golden Girls. It's a great show. It's hilarious. That's amazing. That's uh, probably a newsflash for some of our <laughs> some of our listeners. Probably, man. I. I got into watching it with my mom when I was little and my grandma, because mm -hmm. that's who I would stay with when my parents were working. And when I was little, I hated it. But now I see it on TV and it makes me think of my parents and my grandparents and they're watching it. So I'm like, okay. Ooh, nostalgia. Yeah. Okay. That's favorite. Uh, you have a favorite uh, character? Oh my goodness. Uh, no, I'm really putting you on the spot here. Probably Sophia. Okay. She's just funny. I'm not from the, I, I know about the Golden Girls. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't know Sophia if she walked into the room right now. So <laughs> you should watch it. I may check it out. I may check it out. Um, do you, all right, a couple of other questions to help us get to know you. Okay. Favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. 100% pepperoni. 100% pepperoni? Yes. Okay. What, uh, is there anything that you want to brag about? Is there anything that is going on in your class or your life that you're proud about that you want to mention? Sure. Okay. So something that I'm really proud of my students about is we did a project 
when we talked about the Industrial Revolution. Um, and their project was, are you familiar with the show Shark Tank? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. So they were assigned an invention from the Industrial Revolution, like the light bulb, the telephone, mm-hmm. the railroad, things like that. And they had to give a presentation about their invention as if they were the person that invented it. And they had to convince myself and other teachers who were the sharks to want to invest in their product. Um, And they did phenomenally well. I think we chose to invest in every single student's project. Cool. They were, they were awesome. Great. That sounds like a sounds like a great project. It was really really fun. They got into it. They made props. They dressed up. It was it was so cool. Great. Um, where's the best place to get French fries in your opinion? Bojangles. Wow. Bojangles, man. Again, not paid. Uh, no, <laughs> but definitely an endorsement from Mr. Lowe. Yes, Bojangles has the best fries. Last question for you, sir. All right. So you you mentioned Cold War era music. Yes. Is there a particular song or a particular, a particular album, something that you're listening to right now that is, uh, is sticking in your head? Um, so the Beatles are my favorite band and my favorite Beatles song would probably have to be probably I Feel Fine. I really like that song. I like the little bass riff that Paul McCartney does mm-hmm. at the beginning of the song. Um, and I just, yeah, that's my favorite Beatles song. I feel fine. Awesome. Love it. I lied. I have one more question for you. Uh, if you had to say who your favorite historical person. Oh, man. And it, and it could be Miss Drake. Um <laughs> Uh, technically, I suppose, but historical figure. Who, okay. who would your Who would your favorite historical figure be? Which I know is is a, know, like, probably the most challenging question I've asked you. That's so far. like, I will tell you this. I think Winston Churchill has had one of the most interesting lives ever. I mean, he was captured as a prisoner of war during the Boer War. He was a politician and a soldier in World War One. Prime Minister twice in the 1940s and 1950s. His autobiography is just awesome because he writes exactly how he talks. He does not make it sound fancy. He just tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he had such an interesting life. I would I would love to meet Winston Churchill. Very good, Mr. Churchill. Well. Mr. Lowe, I want to thank you for your time, sir. Thank it you for was having me. A pleasure. Yes, it to was get to know you a little bit better. Hopefully, I know I learned some things about you, and I've known you for a long time. And hopefully, our listeners learned a little something as well. I want to thank you for all your hard work, your dedication to Lincoln Charter, and your uh, for all you do for our students and community. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning into this episode. Please feel free to check out our other episodes and. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. I want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers for taking the time to listen to the edge of the airy. Like everything at Lincoln Charter, it takes a great team to make this podcast happen. The edge of the airy is produced by Jonathan Bryant and Taylor Helms. And Miss Helms is also our senior editor. Graphics and artwork are by Melissa Lasarski, And our music is brought to you by Next Mike, who you may also know as Michael Paulino Albin. Our team uses the free Anchor app to create each episode, which is found at anchor.fm. 
You can listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Stitcher. Feel free to rate or review the podcast. It may help others to discover this content. This is Jonathan Bryant signing off until next time.